0: Hello and welcome. It's, it's The Graveyard, Graveyard Girls, Girls, a true crime and mysteries podcast.
1: Yes, and today it's going to be a bit of a mammoth episode, I think. Um, and this one was actually recommended mm-hmm. to us by one of our listeners. So thank you for that, Eves. Uh, I won't disclose any more information, so like, you know, no one can come stalk you or anything. But <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> so yes, this was suggested, it's actually a Netflix series hmm. um and this was us, and he's uh, wanted to know our opinion on it so i've sort of covered it and then i'm gonna sort of this is basically going to be more a discussion about the actual program um itself and like what i think sort of in response to that okay. if you like and it kind of also looks into the guy presenting it because he's a bit of a controversial character Okay. Some might say. I His name... I, don't, I think I'll just get into sort of describing a bit more about him. So, obviously, this doesn't... He doesn't really talk too much about himself in the episode. He more gets on to... This episode is basically based off his theories. Mm. Um, so, and in it, he makes a lot of references to, like, scientists and historians just won't even listen to me or any of my work. So I'm like, there must be a reason why. Yeah. So, and he's just like they don't really respond to any of my work. So I'm thinking, is that because his ideas are really wild? You know, when it stops off like that, you think, okay, what am I going to be listening to? Is this going to be a load of trash? And I've listened to it. I think some of the things he has to say are quite interesting. And mm-hmm. I think there is... I'd like to know more about it. So I kind of want more people to get involved in it. So they could, at the very least, disprove him. I'm just picturing
0: the, um, the aliens man from the meme.
1: No, it's not that bad. Okay. He, he makes... He's quite coherent. He's well-spoken. And he kind of makes sense. But I am a bit concerned that a lot of the things he says, like, no one's even looked into it. And I'm like, why has no one else looked into it? Like, Okay. So I'm going to speak a little bit first about him as a person, and then I'm going to get into the series. So basically his name is Graham Bruce Hancock. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. No. Okay. (laughs) Very mature, Natasha. He's born in the 1950s, and he's a British writer... And he looks into theories involving ancient civilizations and lost lands. Mm. So he's referred to as a pseudo scientist, which is basically someone that makes statements on things being factual, but that are not actually based on scientific fact. fact. Yeah. So it's not that it's wrong; mm-hmm. it just hasn't been proven. Yeah. So this is which where is a lot a, of
0: science. Yeah, to be fair,
1: because we haven't discovered no. lots of things. So this is where there's some things that he says. I very much feel like okay, I'm actually quite interested in that. That does make sense to me. Mm. I'd like to know more about it. But also, some of the things, to me, seem relatively simple. So, why haven't they been investigated? And I think that's the only bit of the thing of, okay, well, why haven't they looked at it? So, then is there more to it than what he's saying? Yeah. Is he fitting it? To fit his narrative, Yeah. yeah. So, I think that's what you've got to be quite conscious of throughout this whole series. Okay. So, he's also worked as a journalist, and he has had um his works and his book published, but it's all sort of, not necessarily just self-published, he's gone through publishers, but he's not had any academic work published, it's all been his own theory, so okay. nothing that's been scientifically proven as fact. There'll be obviously aspects of it that are factual, based on things in history, but he's not had scholars backing up, if that makes sense. Okay. So... He's also spoken on podcasts and one of the ones, and this guy actually features in the um, this mini series at one point, is a guy named Joe Rogan. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I've seen quite a few bits of his pop up on um, TikTok and stuff like that. I haven't actually listened to the podcast myself. No. Um, but he gets some quite well-known people in. And I think it's not a chat show, but they talk about a lot of...
0: He's quite controversial from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I don't necessarily think that means that they're wrong. I think they just come out with some quite outlandish ideas, maybe, is probably one way to put I, it. And I don't think it's necessarily looked at in the most sensitive way.
0: No, from I avoid Joe Rogan, but I think he likes attention, so he has a lot of right-wing yeah. people on there.
1: I, I got the impression he invites a lot of people on that nobody else will listen to. Yeah. And gives them a platform. Yeah. Is the sort of thing, uh, there's not always something wrong with that, but I think there's a time and a place. Like, certain subjects. Yeah. Yeah. Just if it's be pushing hate,
0: it's not great.
1: Yeah. So, reviews of Graham's work um, and interpretations have listed him also as a pseudo-archaeologist, a pseudo-historian, saying that he's come to his conclusions by ignoring context and cherry-picking and misinterpreting evidence, hmm. which is... This then brings me back to what I thought before of, okay, well, if it's that simple, why haven't they looked at it? So I'm not going to say he's flat out lying mm. because I don't think he is. I think he's maybe, and it also doesn't mean he's wrong. I think he's maybe in certain areas gone down a track with something and not that he's deliberately ignored everything else, but maybe he hasn't looked at a bigger picture. Like he's gone down this, like this really works. And then he's looked for things that fit th- that theory. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that overall he's wrong but also why is it's... I don't want to say it's just him against the world, but there's so many historians and things now. It's a case of why has no one yeah. looked at it? And that's why part of me from the end I'm kind of hoping so that someone does, even if it's to disprove him. Yeah, it's, I'm not, I don't want to shit on him and say he's wrong, So I think he has... If what he's got is right and correct, yes. and these reviews are just, I don't know, people that refuse to accept the fact, then he might have actually unlocked something quite interesting. And I think based on this series, he has some very valid points. And some of the people he speaks to, I think it's, it's very interesting. Like, it captured my like attention. I'm like, actually, yeah, okay, if you look at this, no, that would make sense. And I want to know more about it. Mm. And I know I do also accept that in a lot of them, especially between scientists and archaeologists, a lot of them, they don't want to necessarily work together because yeah. it might disprove something else that they've done. And I think that's a big problem within this. Yeah. But also then that means we might be telling everything about history as being wrong. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does make sense. We yeah. might have missed something massive and effectively what he's saying would rewrite history and what we know civilization to be because it means it started much earlier or it is advanced so in terms of more intelligent mm. civilizations started far earlier than what we believe them to which would massively change the context set uh, context context of um the history of human civilization and everything we've done. So, you'd effectively need to rewrite that, which is quite a big undertaking. Just I should a imagine. tad. Just a tad. And it doesn't mean that everything we've found so far is wrong. It no. just means it's got to change, yeah. if that makes sense. And I think that's where he's probably come up with a bit of criticism from some. They're like, oh no, there's not this. And I can't tell if it's a case of he's just gone down one track with it, or if it's a case of it'd be such a big undertaking. Like a lot of people that he's gone to maybe didn't have the, not the powers, but aren't able to facilitate the sort of research he wants to do. Um, Because a lot of these people that he's spoken to within this mini-series are all private people, like the private investigators, but a lot of them, they're like the doctors within their own field, but they do their own private work. They put in their own money. Mm. So however much research to do, it's up to them. I think some of them are quite loaded anyway. So they can put in as much time and work as they want. Whereas a lot of these bigger ones, they'll get a grant from the government or whatever, and they've got so long to do an area. So I wonder if... That's why they've not explored them as well. Possibly. I think they've got to have quite extenuating circumstances for people to throw money at it, I think, yeah. basically. So I think there's a lot of different aspects going into it as to why some things haven't been looked at. But yeah. I am um, also, I think you've also got to take what he says, not with a pinch of salt, but I think you've also got to be conscious that there might be more to it yeah. than what he's saying. So the documentary that I've seen on Netflix is called Ancient Apocalypse, and like I've already said, I think he has some quite interesting points in it. So I'm going to kind of go through it from episode by episode like he did and sort of discuss a bit from each episode and then tie it in at the end, if that makes sense. So this is where you've got the option. You can either... I was a bit stuck with writing it because I was like, I don't want to just repeat everything from the episode because that can get boring and I'm just reading for ages. But also, I couldn't just miss bits out because it ruins not Ruins the End, but I can't be then, oh, and this links back to this place, but I didn't mention it earlier. Yeah. So I've kind of got to mention each of, a bit from every episode for it to kind of make sense at the end. Yeah. So I'm going to read it, almost how he's presented it, but I'm going to leave chunks out. So... I'm including the really important bits. So if you'd like to go and watch the series, you can. But if you're not interested in watching the whole series, I hope I've written enough that you understand the concept of the series. So okay. I'll, I'll leave it up to the listeners. Okay. Which is why I think it might be a slightly mammoth episode because it consists of eight episodes and I think they're about half an hour each. So I'm not going to make this podcast that long, I promise. I'm sort of um, taking big chunks out of it. Well, you
0: better not because I have to edit the thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going to try and cut bits out. Um, but yeah, it's possibly going to be a slightly lengthy one. So hopefully I do it justice for Ebes. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I should probably just crack on with it. Yeah. So obviously as this starts off, it goes through all of his claims. Now I'm not going to say that everything he says is scientifically proven, as we already know. Aspects of it are certain mm-hmm. bits, certain people he speaks to based on things, off things that have already been proven. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and say that everything he says is factually correct because I don't know that it is. Okay. Okay. So, this series is basically about mystery megaliths, which nobody knows anything about. So these are massive giant structures, typically made out of stone or carved into out of the bedrock, which is the original earth. Yeah. And they're quite often associated with like Greeks and Romans or early. Well, you can go back a bit for quite a bit before that and the earliest civilizations. However some of these and basically what Graham is saying is that they are our last bit of what we have of a possible lost civilization that would have been lost due to the last ice age. Yeah. So he's saying that rather than suddenly after the last ice age, we have basically at the end of the last ice age, a lot of Neanderthals so a bit caveman like still. Yeah. And he, what he's saying is basically at the moment based on historians, they're saying that after the last ice age, we suddenly decided to start farming, um, grow little settlements um, and effectively start up business. Is it? But we just suddenly decided to do that after the Ice Age. People did obviously live before the Ice Age, yeah. but they were like caveman-like, or they're known as hunter-gatherers yeah. pre-Ice Age, and that suddenly after the Ice Age they just changed their mind. Graham is suggesting that these megaliths are actually much older than what they believe, because if you want to believe current historians, they're basically saying that they've been built after the Ice Age or just as we're coming out of the Ice Age, so they come; these hunter gatherers are supposed to come out of ice age, suddenly pick up the knowledge to build these magnificent structures and start a settlement when they hadn't pre ice age.
0: But during the ice age, maybe they're like, "Well, we probably should have a shelter." Change,
1: yeah. And so change maybe how we should we have.
0: Yes, maybe we should take care of ourselves because doomsday is coming. Mm-hmm. The end of the world is coming. Maybe we need a better way to survive,
1: Life. which would make sense. Yeah. But again, he's suggesting that maybe some of these structures existed long before. Okay. um, And that we lost a lot of these people during the Ice Age. And actually those that survived are a lot of continuation. But there's also a lot of... You know when you look before, like not everywhere on Earth was inhabited. You would have had clusters all around the world and these people wouldn't have come into contact with them. So he's suggesting that maybe some of these... There was an advanced civilization. We've had the Arse Age, things have happened. The lands changed. A lot of these people have perished. Some have survived, but mostly those that have survived were gather- hunter gatherers. They're then mingled with the survivors of the previous lost advanced civilization, and they have taught them how to create settlements and how to farm. And gradually over time, that's what we now know as human civilization. Okay. So this is Graham's sort that he thinks civilization was much more advanced and lived a lot longer. Before the ice age, rather than it coming out of the ice age, if okay. that makes sense. Yes. So this is his thought, which if I was thinking. Okay, I want to know a bit more about that. Mm-hmm. So, from what I can currently make out from a quick Google, is that, or at least, and the bits I remember from school, is that it's currently thought that civilization, or what we'd class it, so that's now it sounds like basic intelligence, but it's that difference from you just running around with sticks and chasing green. after Ooh, animals yeah. yeah chasing things the stereotypical chasing things off the edge of the cliff yep. to actually building a home and settling in a place rather than because the idea of the whole hunter-gatherers is you would have moved around quite a lot you know once your food yeah, source yeah. ran out yeah, you move to the next area yeah. yeah whereas civilization is you stay put somewhere and you make you work the land to make it work for you so that that um the first ones were developed around 4000 to 3000 BC so like I said that's when they set up trades set up settlements and they they change from the hunter-gatherers into what we would call civilization or a complex way of living if you want to look at it that way yeah so obviously this doesn't happen overnight and this is where the documentary sort of makes a point of well could there have been something before? So you don't just wake up one morning, decide to pick up some tools and also manage to create a massive structure. You're like, you've like, you got to plan that. You don't just wake up and go, yeah, I'm just going to randomly put these rocks together and see if it works. You've got to... I mean, you might, there might be an element of that, but I don't think you're going to be quite that successful that that structure could then survive for thousands yeah. of years. So I think there needs to be a bit more to it. So effectively, mm. you're not going to come caveman to businessman overnight, I don't think. Right. Uh. Unless you get really lucky. (laughs) Yes. So, it's just... Obviously, just to be clear, historians aren't saying that humans didn't exist before the Ice Age because they're very much dead. It's just the type of person has changed and they're saying it's changed after the Ice Age quite dramatically. Which I do kind of understand. I think they've had to change the way they live, but I don't... As this series goes on, I don't think it's just a case of they... I don't think there's enough in history. I don't think we've uncovered enough yet to explain why we suddenly changed. If they could give me a bit more context of it, I'd be like, okay. But I do think there's more to it. And I think that's where this series lends itself to the possibility that we might have had more advanced civilizations, pre-Ice Age, or okay. pre the last Ice Age, yeah. so I'd say. Because we've had multiple. So in the first episode, they start off in a site in Indonesia, in Java called... Oh, no. Say it. Just say it. <laughs> Gunun Padang, 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 I think. There's a lot of words in this one. I'm going to absolutely butcher them. So it's described as a mountain of light and is a very spiritual and mysterious atmosphere. Mm. Okay. So it also has a rather strange landscape. Thousands of hexagonal stone slabs are scattered about the hill. Ah. Huh. However, if you look closely enough, you'll see that it looks like the stones are in the formations of rectangles or rooms and stacked upwards like walls. This is heading very, it's very close to like ancient aliens, where it's like,
0: they didn't have the advanced brains to build this, so therefore aliens did it. Yeah. That's, it's very, it's gonna, I feel like it's gonna overlap a lot.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there is in places. So obviously this is, some of them are also stacked upwards. so you could say it's kind of like walls, like they've almost been stacked on top of each other. Now when I say hexagon, I don't mean your perfect hexagon. No. They're quite tall and a bit narrow, but they've obviously got five sides, so that it's what would constitute a hexagon. Yeah. Wait, that is a hexagon, or is it? That is a hexagon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I had to check then, I was like, is it that many sides? But yes, it is, it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I think so. fine.
1: So, some work has been put in to try and work out what they are, and at first it was claimed that they were just rocks that had formed there and had been shaped by nature. Mm. Oh, then it was thought that they'd gained their shape due to being volcanic rock, and that it was when the volcano had previously erupted and shattered large rocks into smaller ones. However, they're all quite similar. So it's not naturally occurring. No, I'd say it's more... Mama- Even though they're not perfect... They're all very similar shapes, and I don't think nature tends to take that course. No.
0: Even if it's not perfect, it would still lead to it being man-made.
1: For me, it's the formations. When you look at it as they've dug a bit deeper, it looks man-made. And then testing that they did on this show revealed that the rocks must have been brought in from somewhere else, as it wasn't the same rock type that was naturally occurring in the area. It was similar, but not exactly the same. Mm. So some of these stones are estimated to weigh... A third of a ton and they would have had to have been carried up the hill, so that's some serious engineering. So this is the first thing that and... makes me think back to caveman of I don't think you can just go from caveman, come out of the Ice Age and suddenly be hauling a third of a ton stones. You've got to have the engineering of a machine. Mm. Or like even if it is very basic, you know, like wooden, you know, like on wheels, you've got to have some sort of engineering to be able to move the carry big that heavy all. thing. Yeah. yeah. You don't just come out you don't go from chasing animals. To yes, I can engineer a full vehicle that can carry this up there, or find a way with people that you could pull it up there. It's mm. it seems a bit more complex to me. Yeah, and I'm sure it is far more complex than what we can ever really imagine. But it, it it feeds nicely into Graham's theory that there was more advanced people around at the time than what we currently believe there to be. Now geologists did look at the ground and did some limited digging. Now, they were looking at the cultural layers, which, basically, cultural layers... There's different layers within the ground, and some is the idea of what we know for... or what we currently believe humans to have existed in, because you can find things like bones, animal bones. Then there's another little sheet, and then underneath that there's things where there would have been other animals and, like, fossilised bits of those, but we haven't found human parts, so we're saying that humans weren't alive then. Yeah. There's lots... There's It's more in-depth than that. There's several layers, but the very basic of that... Most people, they look for a cultural layer. There's layer one and layer two, the bits in which humans were in and the ones that they aren't. So that's the the basics of it. So, and in that, they noticed two layers, the first dating back to 500 BC and the second dating back to 5200 BC. So quite a big difference. Yeah. Now, there was no skeletal remains So historians concluded that it wasn't a burial site and said maybe it was a ceremonial area. Mm -hmm. So, which I kind of agree with the time, and that's what's officially been written and that's what's recognised when you go to the site. So I don't think they're wrong in what they're saying. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but is there more to it?
0: It's always a ceremonial site. They're just like, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what it is. Ceremonial. Yeah, (laughs) we can't find any dead bodies. so
1: It's not a grave.
0: Maybe it was a a theatre
1: yeah, it maybe. doesn't have to be the blood sacrifice.
0: Someone <laughs> sacrificing something to the gods. It do- it's always that, and it's like I it doesn't know. mean
1: it's that. I know it's it could be something completely different. But until we find the evidence for Jesterful was, we're never going to know. It could
0: just be a nice place to have a picnic. You don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: So this was it. So they have historians and geologists. They have dug in a little bit but they've not gone very far if mm. that makes sense and they've only done in small areas they've not covered the whole thing so yeah. they've made their analysis i'm not saying that that's wrong they will have obviously picked certain points for reasons i don't mean they're just doing one little corner and going, no yeah, that'll do i think there's a bit more to it than that yeah but from the bits they have done that's what they've based it off but i'm a bit curious and i'm guessing graham is also um a bit curious to dig a bit more and a bit deeper To find out if there is more to it. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. I think until you've done it, you can't disprove it, can you? Exactly. So, they found, obviously, uh, Graham Graham (laughs) meets up with some researchers who have done their own private work. And this is where he meets up. Their class is a doctor because they'll have done a doctorate, but it's not a doctor as in A&E sort of thing. Yeah. and he's put in his own money, so obviously he's done far more advanced research because he's got the time and the funds to do so. So he found that the stone was in fact cut, not natural, and that the type of mortar, so that's mud or clay, that was found in between the stones would have, uh, was on those that were stacked on top of each other. So it's like they've constructed a wall, which would suggest a settlement and civilization. Okay? Yeah. So I think you can see where this is sort of going. I can, yes. So it was pretty even, and so i see it's obvious that this isn't naturally occurring um, within the hill, and it's not just a pile of rocks like the historians are saying it is. Yes. Okay. So to the north side, there is a stairway which stretches 300 feet until it reaches the first of five terraces. This first terrace then covers an area of 490 feet by 130 feet. So... This is a pretty big structure. It's not like a little hill, like a little mound. Like, you go to the park and there's a hilly bit. This thing is massive. And it's made up of a series of rings of retaining walls. So the only way I can sort of... When I do the Instagram post, I'm going to include some photos. But the only way I can kind of describe this to you now is... It's kind of, the way they described it in the episode was like Russian nesting also one inside of the other. But it gets slightly higher each time. So to me, the only way I can describe it is like giant steps. So each ring gets slightly smaller each time until you get to the top. And the top, even though there's a large flat area, that's technically the smallest ring. It'd be like you've taken absolutely giant steps all the way up. So a bit like a pyramid, but not in a pyramid shape. Okay, yeah, yeah you obviously can't just walk up it like in steps you'd have to take a step walk forward a bit then take another step but imagine if you're an absolute giant person it would just be a giant set of stairs okay. effectively
0: that makes sense but
1: it's obviously built onto the lands a uh, lot like into the hillside and obviously over the years more modern like land is like stuff has grown over it so in places it's a bit more green looking at it from the back you can tell the rings but not necessarily there's some areas where it's sort of not distorted, but obviously as the landscapes changed, it's distorted. The what the original shape would have Okay,
0: been. okay. I see it in my mind.
1: <laughs> okay, so hopefully I, I've described it enough that you can imagine it. So obviously, if you want to look back at the time of even five thousand two hundred years ago, uh five thousand two hundred BC, that's very advanced for the time in terms of man-made structures because the historians are claiming they didn't make man-made structures that advanced at that time. Mm. They're claiming it's still more hunter-gatherers. Even though it's like after the thing, like people weren't advanced enough to make these magnificent structures, they weren't building pyramids yet, is what historians are currently saying. Okay. So they're saying the air is natural, but if that's the case, how did it get there? Yes. Mm. Which is where I think they need to do a little bit more investigating, which is where it then, when I started listening to it, I was like okay, this Graham guy might have a point. Mm. So he's obviously not going to sit in there and say anything that massively disproves himself because there might be a really big thing that's in the middle that goes, yeah, no, it definitely couldn't have been that because of this. And that obviously wasn't mentioned in the documentary.
0: Well, a volcano erupted and it conveniently (laughs) uh, formed steps into the thing because that's how lava works. Okay. That's not how lava (laughs) works, but
1: you know. So, yeah, so currently, historians, going back to the idea of pyramids, which is what I think it looks quite similar to, just mm. not your typical pyramid shape. Currently, historians think the oldest pyramid dated back to 4,700 years ago, so 5,200 BC. It's obviously a little bit before then. Yes. Yes. And obviously, this is a couple of thousand years before, and if you look at the second cultural um Oh yeah, so, sorry. So if you look at the second cultural layer, which was taken of 5200 BC, they are estimated, and obviously that's much earlier than the ones, the time of which historians are saying, we first built the pyramids. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the cultural layer that they've taken the sample on Graham's thing goes back to five thousand. 200 B.C. that's obviously much earlier than when the historians are saying we built pyramids yeah so the historians already have access to that but they say we say no we didn't build pyramids that early but there's proof taken from this sample of the ground
0: that there was something mm-hmm. before then yeah
1: okay but it hasn't been investigated any further so i was a bit like well that's a bit stupid <laughs> why haven't we done that so that's why i feel like there might be a little bit more to it than's mentioned in this uh episode i'm part of me's really hoping that he's actually right on this and i'm really rooting for him
0: obviously i don't know what you're going to talk about but is it all based in a similar area
1: no all across the world the whole world okay
0: because i was gonna say maybe it's like culturally maybe they're like oh
1: well this is what i look racism
0: so they're like oh Mm, they are not as far as advanced as like the western side of the Mm, world
1: maybe there's a lot of it when you look in later it's like linked in with like myths and things Mm. and like there is a lot of religion in it, Mm. but now I'm looking at it, I'll see a lot of religious texts were written long after we first started civilization. As you'll find out from this, I think a lot of it might link back and not that it's an idea, but that a lot of religious texts are actually based off a possible event that could have happened in the ice age, which would suggest we might've had an advanced civilization before and that some of those people did survive and they've gone on to write about it in terms of religious thing, like a warning of like, if you don't do this, this will happen to the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, not extremism, but it's sort of a warning to people, like, you must follow these rules, otherwise, I don't know, the Earth's going to get destroyed again.
0: It makes sense, because in, like, part of my mind is, like, what if, like, Venus and Mars were inhabitable, or were inhabited, like, Earth was, because they're in the inhabitable zone, but, like, what if, whatever was there, didn't pay attention to, yeah, their climate or whatever, and, and we're heading. Out. Yeah, and we're heading that way.
1: Could be. Don't know.
0: This is them trying to warn us.
1: Could be. So. Then more testing was done. Not in an side. alien type of way, okay, by yeah, the way. No, I don't, yeah.
0: Meaning like, oh, maybe there some people I do lived think on, on these, Mars. There is
1: other types of like. Like life, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like humans, no. it could be other lives in terms of like other animals or yeah. plants. Yes, anything or... that's living, yes, basically. is life. Because I think people forget that when they think of like life on other plants, they just presume we mean more humans. I like, no, other no, types of animals, or it could literally be plants because plants, I think people bacteria. forget bacteria, like plants, yeah, yeah. People forget all that stuff is actually a living thing. They yes. just, yeah, it's. I thought, like, I don't know if it's just I think about it a bit more, but I just presumed it's cool when other people didn't get it. I was like, how do you not get it? it that, breathes yeah it's alive it, breathes, it multiplies yeah i don't and it does it by itself so mm. that's a living thing yeah so then obviously they go on to do a bit more testing and they send um like a, a radar like a penetrating thing so rather than having to physically dig it they mm-hmm. send like a Probe in so far with a radar thing and yeah. scans and makes a picture of the land yeah and that showed that there was a massive void in the center of this so it was empty which they were then going to suggest was a big chamber or a room so at the time when it was originally built you would have been able to go inside mm. rather than climb up it okay okay so they then go on to find what would resemble three chambers 20 to 30 meters deep in the center of the hill which backs up their idea so would the hunter-gatherers be able to build something like that structure, basically, if you want to base off what historians have called your basic hunter-gatherers? I feel not.
0: Tool-wise, probably not. Mm. And also purpose why?
1: Yeah. So that then also aids Graham's idea of there being a more advanced civilization. Mm. It may be being built before by someone different that mm. wasn't a hunter-gatherer. So I'm thinking, okay, makes sense. So they then send down more probes for as far as they could go, and they managed to get down 100 feet deep. And the samples came back, and they date back, um, way back into the Ice Age. So Graham believes that this is possible proof of a lost civilization. So basically the samples of the ground that were picked up date way before, I think it's the beginning of the last Ice Age, if not slightly before, if I remember correctly. So... The Ice Age obviously doesn't just happen overnight, it's a long period of time, which would suggest that this megalith was built before the Last Ice Age, which aids his idea of the lost civilization. So then I was like, okay, well if everything's getting destroyed, how did it survive? And the answer is, if you want to go and look back at the time of the Last Ice Age and look at what that specific area would have looked like, it wouldn't have been an island like it is today. It would have, in fact, been quite in the middle of the A- of the Asian continent. So there would have been sea nowhere okay. nearby. This would have been very mainland. Okay. So what is now the Java Sea would have been land before the last ice age. Okay. So we know, obviously, animals existed and survived. So it's not unreasonable to think that humans wouldn't have survived. Hmm. Now, obviously... It, in the last ice age, there is mass flooding, yeah. which obviously sucks up a lot of the land. And this is one of some of the megaliths that we look at later. Will be underwater or partially underwater. This one is still above land, but it's surrounded by water. So I'm going to go with it was built slightly higher up. And obviously, even though the area flooded, it didn't consume this area. So if you want to believe it was built by an ancient civilization, there would have been a lot of land around it. If you want to believe that. Okay. Okay. So, they then move on to another site called Nan Madol, and this is similar to the previous site, and historians believe it was created nine hundred years ago, so not that long ago um when blocks of stone from a neighboring island were quarried and moved there, so they're saying that they took the rock from a nearby place and built the structure, okay. Okay, however, there are several megalithic pillars of stone that extend deep into the sea. Mm. So if they only did it 900 years ago, and the sea was it there, the sea. how did they do it? Okay, but again, if you want to go back to the Ice Age, this area wouldn't have been underwater pre the end of the last Ice Age. So like the other one, it would have been mainland and therefore they would have been able to build it. Okay. Which would suggest it's not 900 years old, it's in fact far older. Okay. Okay. So, the end, um, 12,800 years ago is when the last ice age dramatically changed the landscape. So, 900 years and 12,800. Little bit of a difference. Just a little Just a little bit. bit. Okay.
0: I have, yeah, there's a consistency of timings been off mm.
1: Mm. okay which the which is where it opens up your interpretation to theories which is where Graham has slotted his theory in okay and I don't think so far I don't think he's massively wrong we just obviously need to find out a lot more mm. and I don't know if there's certain things that he does have that he's decided not to disclose that not that it would disprove it but it might poo-poo the idea a little bit oh well, yeah okay especially which if you going to do yes yeah. if you're
0: so for this like I figured it out and it's like but oh, it does seem a it. bit
1: as that these people are academic. I can't tell if it's ignorance and not wanting to work together, but at the same time, it is a little bit like, okay, well, if he's managed to find this, why haven't any of you? <laughs> do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I do feel like there is bits missing, and I don't want to discredit any of the people that you got in either, because a lot of them are actual historians, and doctors, but then there was also some of them that were amateur geolo- geologists. So I don't want to say that they're wrong, mm. but also technically they don't have any official work published. Yeah. And some of those the ones that were actual doctorates or professors, they were already, when I looked at them, they're a bit similar to Graham's. They had quite out there ideas and a lot of their peers didn't agree with them. So okay. not that they're wrong, mm. but that their own peers didn't agree with them. So he's obviously got people together that even though some of them are actual official doctors and professors, I think their ideas are... Um, quite different to what everyone else thinks. Okay. So, obviously, when you want to go back to the last Ice Age, obviously, the temperatures plummeted very suddenly. Now, normally, when these temperatures drop, you don't see a rise in the sea levels because the water would freeze. Mm -hmm. However, for some reason, the sea levels did rise, and quite significantly, which then brings the documentary on to mention myths and legends passed on by the Batak people, which would have been native to this area for this site okay okay so in it they talk of a great flood and how the earth rested on a giant snake and how one day the snake tired of its burdens shook the earth into the sea and the god uh batara guru saved his daughter by sending a mountain into the sea a mountain into the sea sorry and the entire human race would then descend from her so this goes back to some early religious text so this is before christianity yeah so and you'll see this a lot in here and it's worth noting about the snake and the floods so there's a
0: giant earthquake and it dumps lots of land into the sea Mm -hmm. causes more sea Um, to rise
1: yeah okay Okay, so that's where they're saying, it. so is that for the time, if you want to look outside of what is known, mm-hmm. do you want to say that's their interpretation of what was happening yeah. in the Ice Age? Yeah. Which would suggest they're still an advanced civilization to be able to document that and write it all down. Obviously, a lot of people would perish and die, but certain things survived, and those that survived then descend from this. Obviously, yeah. very they worship a lot at this time. You even look back to Greeks and Romans, everything was about yeah, gods yeah. and myths, but where have they come from? Maybe they came from something a bit earlier than what we currently know, and is based off something that actually happened that thing being the ice age Mm. and the people that have told these stories and then developed them into religions have descended from people that survived the The ice Ice age Age. and rather than them being hunter gatherers they were the remnants of an advanced civilization i don't think it's unreasonable no it's not i think it's quite plausible yeah obviously there's more to it but it so then i was like i need to go on to the next episode so next they would visit Mexico and a monument in Cholula. Now this monument is the largest in the world and is known as the Great Pyramid of Cholula. So within, within it is an is eight kilometres of tunnels but after further investigation they discovered that there was more ancient pyramids inside this pyramid. So the ones inside would have been built much earlier than the external ones. Yeah. So I don't know if they built more on the outside to protect the inner ones or mm-hmm. if they just decided to make it bigger and they were quite happy to keep the original ones inside like it's too small yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's too small but you know like when they have old buildings yeah they add newer extensions to it i think this is effectively the same idea or that's what i'm going with anyway so again going back to that original site it's a bit like the russian nesting dolls as well in terms of there's lots of bits inside so, though it's been studied by scholars, no one has actually looked deeply into the original architects of the more ancient inner pyramids. So, they, from what I can remember, I think someone went in once, sort of had a look, came back out, sealed it back up, and they've left it.
0: Okay. They're okay. like, oh no, I've seen the mummy.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't so need it- any more. No. So within the pyramid is a natural spring, which often throughout history is linked with being the gate to the underworld, which could then later on, if you want to look at how religion was developed and things brought back, could it go back to this? Could this have been the reason as to why they chose to build that Mm. where they did? Mm. Might might have no significance whatsoever, or it could be the reason that it was built there, but we don't know because no one has uncovered it.
0: Or the tunnels were um, like lava tunnels, Whoa. so humans didn't carve it.
1: Oh, the, the lava did. <laughs>
0: no, that's a natural thing. The
1: moon's I, know, I don't it think off. they can make it that perfect.
0: There's lava tunnels on the moon.
1: Is there? Yeah. I do not know about this. Okay, you're going to have to do an episode on the moon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like, um, if we want to go colonise the moon, yeah. we go live in the lava tunnels. Okay. So then we just have to like build the like a cover over the hole rather than
1: Yeah. Okay, rather than having to dig it out. So maybe
0: in their time lava was flowing there. They see that as hell.
1: Oh Oh, okay.
0: They see that as hell. So they build the pyramid over it because it's like the gateway to hell.
1: Oh okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then But then later how would the natural spring form there?
0: Uh however Water appears in the tunnel because
1: <laughs> I don't know if it would have appeared at the same place as an old volcano site.
0: But if the volcano is just dead, extinct, yeah, no longer over time. F- flowing,
1: yeah, actually yeah, it could work. if so it's then, many thousands of years, the water to...
0: starts to trickle in.
1: Okay, yeah, that does make sense actually. Yeah, that that's another thought. I didn't think about <laughs> that. Obviously, it would have to ha- happen over a long period of time. Yeah, obviously and a long or, uh, yeah it's a not long period like, over a decade. Or no, something. no, okay. So, who was the original creator? Well, the current myth is that it was created by giants um, for the rain god. Now, he's also the god of earth, earthly fertility and water and was widely worshipped as the giver of life as well as being feared for his ability to send hail, thunder, lightning as well as causing earthquakes. Okay. Now, there's little parts of that. If you want to look back at the Batak people, they say everything went wrong when there was a big earthquake, which would have caused massive storms and everything else. What if it wasn't just a casual storm? What if it was something a little bit more apocalyptic?
0: Ah, okay. Mm -hmm.
1: But there's theories between each of these that the stories are tying in quite, there's certain elements of it that are the same, even though the basis of the story is slightly different, there's elements of it being the same. Obviously this then brings us on to the next location, which is Oh, I just just remember say, it. This. say no, it. I did remember this one and I got it right, but I don't think I'm going to get it right now. It's Texaco Zingo, but I want to say it didn't have. You don't sound the Z in the original one, but I can't remember. Oh, I was
0: like, Mexico, you don't pronounce the X.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I've gone with it now. Okay. So we're going to roll with it. Say it again. So, no, <laughs> so like the monument in Cholula, this is also. A pyramid. This one has a reservoir at the top, and the water is uh, carried down the side by sleepers, which are man-made. Mm. So it's like little ruts, if you like. You know, like when we get buildings today, and they do the little carved bit in the concrete, oh, yeah, yeah. like the little not a semicircle, but you know, like a half circle, so yeah. the water can trickle down. This is kind of similar, but the way they've done the stones is it makes a little rut, and when the water overflows from the top, it runs down like a natural drainage system. But natural earth wouldn't make it perfectly straight.
0: I was going to say, water would naturally carve Form it. them, yes. yeah, because it does. That's how yeah. we end up with rivers.
1: Yeah. But this one's a little bit too perfect, straight, Yeah, okay. and it's made out of stone, and I'm pretty certain the stone and rock doesn't cut perfectly straight all the way down. It will in places, but not all the way down. Yeah, okay. I think it's a bit so too perfect. So it had helped. Okay. Okay. So it also makes more references in it within the symbols that are found carved into the rock References to the rain god, which was the previous one. Mm. Okay. It was first first thought to be the work of Aztecs, but as Graham puts forward, what if the inner parts of the pyramid were already there and the Aztecs simply added to it? Mm. So obviously they need to go inside and do a bit more digging. So there were some unusual features to this pyramid. Inside, there was weathered megaliths. So Mm. this time, rather than them being outside and external, these ones were inside.
0: And they... From looking at it, they can tell it used to be outside because it's weathered. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like this, like things weathered down. Obviously, then they brought yeah, in yeah. and they built new walls over the top. So yeah. at some point, this was exposed. Yeah. So is it a case of earth over the years has filled like almost over a top? If you like, could it have been an open area mm-hmm. thing? And some have just weathered more. But even still, if it's got walls, you wouldn't have expected it to weather the way As it has. has. Yeah. So it's got to have been exposed at some point, but some could argue maybe almost the top got filled in, or it's filled, you know, from the bottom like Earth and stuff, has filled it in. Yeah. And that's why, I don't know, it's managed to weather in the middle, but actually it was all built at the same time. But that's what historians believe it was built just by the Aztecs. But I think based on the weathering on the internal parts, I feel like the internal bit might have been there before, and the Aztecs simply added to it. Not saying that the outer parts yeah. weren't done by the Aztecs, but I feel like... It might have been around a little bit before then. And Graham is proposing it was quite a little bit before that, hence pre-the last Ice Age is what he's going with. So inside, there is also a chamber carved out of the bedrock, which is the original Earth, Mm -hmm. basically bedrock is, for anyone that doesn't know, which would obviously be dated to pre-Aztec. So if these internal megaliths have been built out of original Earth, by the Aztec, it's not, I don't think it's impossible, but I don't see how they could have carved that out of the original bedrock and allow it to weather more before they built the rest of the pyramid. It would take a period of time. Yeah, for it to and weather. And the Aztecs, them as a civilization, or that time of civilization, were not around long enough no. to have created both of those effects. Okay. So there are also smaller monuments inside the rain gods, which, when dated, predate the Aztec period. Okay. So, this proves that the site was being used as a place of worship, if that's what you want to believe these are for, long before the Aztecs were around. But who? We don't know. Who? Because at the moment, historians are saying it was all down to the Aztecs and it was no earlier. So, we basically, the answer is we do not know. So, this is where the documentary then makes reference to the Quetzalcoatl. Who arrived by boat, not by, and uh, not with, and this boat didn't have sails, but with oars to guide it, and w- which were carried by serpents. Okay. So, if you want to go back to the Batat people one, they also claim that the serpent was holding up the earth. So, though not the same, this is a boat, it's also a serpent holding it up. Okay, so yeah. there's again more themes that are coming in. Now, Ketsu. Quetzalcoatl would teach people how to grow crops, which would be the first sign of civilization, or what we today accept as civilization, mm-hmm. and would create the first rules and laws for people to abide by. The monuments in the pyramid depict a feathered serpent. So, but also, if you look at the time, and it kind of weirdly makes me think of our dragon, dragon yeah. episodes, which is where then I wonder, oh, could all of this all be tied in? It's if you look at the ancient history of the time, a lot of the time the serpents were slightly feathered but i'm just wondering if that's how they depicted you know like their gods at yeah. the time, because they have a lot of stuff to do with birds as well yeah. flying things and things being able to i don't know bring stuff in so to them aliens. would they have understood boats and how they worked sailed in the sea or would it make more sense than that something i don't know would at the time they thought it even though it's not flying would it have been flown in like a bird
0: well it's like if you want to go down the ancient aliens route i'm not going that way mm-hmm. but like they, they say that there's depictions of flying saucers. Maybe yeah. that's just their interpretation of a boat.
1: Yeah. Maybe so it.
0: that's what it is. I yeah. don't
1: know. And obviously, until we investigate, it, we're not going to know. So it's no. all speculation. So, and these feathered serpents, based on other areas as well, date back to 700 AD, which is quite modern. Yeah. Um, But this is on the outer side, sorry. So... That's not only is that, but I'm pretty certain that's later than the Aztecs as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, and they were saying that these were, Graham thinks that these were added later to the outer pyramid um, to preserve and remember a much older worship. Mm. But how would they hear about it? So, I don't think it's a case. If, if they've just made it up, yeah, yeah, they could have had it oral, but where's the oral come from? It's got to come from something much older. Yeah, And if they were already worshipping that older one even thousands of years ago, where did they get it from? So, as they also got it oral which is what he's suggesting okay that they also got it oral but oral as in pre-art or some that survived
0: can you stop saying oral sorry <laughs> orally
1: okay <laughs> you're going to distract me down it's actually right. a, sorry. i was on a roll with a thought
0: but then if you want to go down that route it's kind of like oh where did do where does pe- it start yeah where does yeah. it start and then where do you bring in religion which is all essentially the same thing. Yeah.
1: And this is it. So he's sort of... And this is where, like I said, you've got to look at the bigger picture. He's suggesting that we were already more advanced mm. by the time we were going into the ice age. A lot of it was lost due to ha- what happened within the ice age. Yeah. Some did survive. And that they have then passed it down. And then we've changed it over the years. Which I don't think is unreasonable. But no. as you argue, where does it start? But then again, if you want to be- believe Graham, did it start a hell of a lot longer than what we've thought believed it to be? Mm. So... Even though it seems ancient to us now, actually, in the context of things, it really wasn't that long ago. Have we been around for a hell of a lot longer than we've ever thought? Which, obviously, we don't know because we haven't looked. (laughs) So, this then brings us... they travel over to Malta. And I found this episode really interesting, and I think you'd be quite interested in this bit because it it relates to astrology quite a lot. Mm. Okay, so, to give you a little back history of Malta, according to the official timelines... People came and settled in Malta 7,900 years ago. These settlers were stone-age farmers from Italy and they were supposed to have come over in very simple little wooden rafts and bought with them the first domesticated animals. Okay. Not impossible, mm-hmm. but I'm, also it weirdly reminds me a little bit of like Noah's Ark sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but a little simple raft, they've travelled quite far and bought all these animals with them. I think that's quite a to do because we're not talking like a ship like a pirate ship we're talking like a little raft
0: hold on i'm gonna google how far malta is from italy i think it might be doable if this calm uh, the sea's calm and stuff we'll see so malta is there italy oh it's not it's literally just down there it's, it's doable. not too
1: far but it's still a feat but graham's going to go into some of it could it have got there earlier
0: it's definitely doable from travelling from Italy to Malta, yeah.
1: We could say that now, but we weren't around in the Stone Age. If a very calm, <laughs> flat sea... You could well,
0: probably With a very do that.
1: basic boat, which is basically just a yeah. sheet of wood. Yeah, you could probably do that. <laughs> okay.
0: With a cow on it?
1: Yeah. No, you will got to have a whole herd. But You're bringing everything with you, like basic things so that's I'm what thinking the there's model.
0: more than just one guy traveling over there I think there's <laughs> multiple, cows. yeah <laughs> there's multiple boats everyone's got a cow it's not
1: even a boat it's just a raft so it's like just a Ship. flat bit you know when you see like the Disney programs and it's like just a flat piece of wood I'm thinking like it's like just a little along on it it's not even got a sail it's just a flat piece of wood and they've bobbed all the way there it's doable okay yeah <laughs> okay so the first place I visit in Malta is a uh, giganteer And this is a megalithic structure or monument which was supposed to be the work of giants. Okay.
0: A lot of giant stuff does come up in historical things. So I think maybe, I I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but I think like some argue that previously Mm -hmm. giants were the thing that we not evolved from. So obviously there was Oh, so we
1: used to be much bigger on which Yeah. Rock. Oh, okay. Maybe that's, that's not where I was going with it. Maybe
0: that's the civilization that was lost. We just took oh. over from the giants.
1: Okay. That's an interesting thought. I didn't think of that, but that wasn't where I was going with this. Oh, okay. But okay. it's one to better on. Okay. So stones weighing up to 50 tons each mm. make up this monument. So okay. just a little giants. bit heavy. Yeah. Giants. Okay. Which is where I'm guessing the story of the giants came from. So what you can see today is believed to be only half of the what was originally there. So it's over time got destroyed. It's connected by two oval chambers and walls painted painted in a reddish color. So I'm not sure if that's been dyed by like a sand or like some pigment that would have been around at the time. But it it basically makes it look red on the inside. Mm. So that would have been added, man made like it's covering mm-hmm. it. So. This is believed to have been built for ritual sacrifice as animal bones were found in what is believed to be an altar. That's probably it. just their oven. <laughs> Maybe. They're
0: just like, oh, animal sacrifice. They need to eat.
1: So then this was the other theory put forward, that it was a feasting hall.
0: Yeah, I think it's feasting yeah. hall.
1: Okay. So there are no written sources for its use or how it came about and it hasn't been carbon dated. Hmm. So we don't actually know how old it is.
0: Okay, so it's just some people going in there. Yeah and I've just said I think it's from this time.
1: Yeah based on what we know on history without actually doing any scientific things this is what we think it is.
0: Just found some chicken bones in there someone went KFC yeah okay.
1: Okay. Mm. So how old is it? Graham throws up a good point and this is the the simple thought Thought. farmers.
0: Oh farmers. (laughs) I thought you were going to say thought. Thoughts.
1: Simple farmers (laughs) They've just wouldn't just arrive and suddenly build such a structure.
0: Mm. What if they were farmers where they came from?
1: What, and then they're just now they're architects?
0: Yeah. Maybe they took their skills with them. They managed to mm-hmm. get okay. build a boat to get to Malta.
1: Okay. Maybe. Could be right. I'm not going to disprove it because I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or, as Graham, as I'm sure you're not going to know where this goes, he's suggesting it was built by a more previous, more advanced civilization. Who were mostly wiped out or mostly gone in the ice age, and that giants could be, and that in fact these Italian people that they've then used it as they've got there, they found this megalith, and they thought, oh, well, this will be quite handy to keep the animals in and live in. We'll just yeah. live here and add to it.
0: Is that like dibs? <laughs>
1: yeah, which is also plausible. I think mm-hmm. I don't think he's wrong in what he's thinking. So it's also worth noting that in Malta there is a large amount of temples in this area, um, and. I was like, okay, there's lots of temples. But actually, when you compare it to other parts of the land, there's a substantial amount of temples for such a small area, which suggests to me it's quite important Mm. for some reason. So maybe they were built earlier when the sea levels were lower, and rather than that having been an island, it would have been mainland, which, if that is the case, so these temples, it would have been a series of temples more in a built-up Okay. They obviously have a purpose, but i at the time, rather than it being on a small area, it would have been a big bit of land and probably a lot of people came in. This would have been much more inland, if that makes sense. Okay. So rather than it being built much later by those Italian settlers, it was already there and was built when... So those Italian
0: settlers were already there, they just happened to be there as the sea or came they around them?
1: came, come much later, but those megaliths oh, weren't okay. they were already built and they've used them to okay. their advantage. Because, like, be, I mean, to be fair... If I landed on a desert island, I could start a thing from scratch or I could just use that massive giant stone structure that's already there. I think I'm going to go for the massive giant st- stone structure that's already there. Yeah,
0: I might give it a day or two just in case the giant comes back to like, <laughs> live in their house. Yeah.
1: But obviously, however the these Italian settlers have decided to record things, maybe they're just better at record keeping, mm. which is why they're the earliest records found. And so historians go, they were the originals. Or
0: maybe they're like, and oh, we should keep a record of stuff, whereas the people before are like, eh.
1: Yeah, we don't need to. Or maybe they did and some of it got lost. Yeah. Maybe they did a shit... Like, you know, like now, like, if things on the computer and anything that's paper, it's lost now yeah. when you look at the true crime thing. So, you know, maybe this is just that, but a few thousand years ago. So, you know, depends on how you want to look at it.
0: Another thing before you move on, going back to the giants thing. If yeah. you look at history, every civilization or mythology makes reference to giants.
1: It does. So,
0: could Mm. they have actually existed?
1: They could have. And I will shortly explain the giant theory. It's not debunking it. It's an alternative way of looking at it rather than it being a physical giant. Okay. You'll understand. You're looking a bit confused, but you'll understand when I get to it. (laughs) Megatron? Okay. So, this then brings me on to the lore of Malta. A lore as in like... Folklore. Yeah. Yeah. Not law no, in Order. No, no. Okay. So there's an ancient legend that a giantess had sex with an ordinary man and birthed a hybrid child. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just to commemorate the, the birth <laughs> of her, she built the temple in a single day and night carrying her newborn child on her shoulder. But here's a theory what if the woman wasn't a giant in terms of size? But in fact, a rather intelligent woman with big ideas or giant ideas. Okay, she
0: no one had like ever seen
1: foot. them. No one had ever seen these ideas before. So she would have been effectively a mastermind. I like. imagine she's
0: kind of tall as well. She's like six foot. The man's yeah. five foot. She's giant.
1: Maybe. Yeah, she's a giant. So. And obviously no one else had ever seen anything like this, so she would have been the creator behind, and the mastermind behind the architectural plans of the temple. And if you remember obviously Cholula and the other ones, they also met, uh, mentioned giants. So here they're saying, rather than giants being physical giants like you've suggested, it's actually someone with rather big ideas that are so magnificent. Hmm. I don't think it's unplausible. It's not, but... It's like another interpretation. Yeah, but
0: seeing as, like, if we want to be, like, oh, they're dumb, maybe they, the physicality of a giant would stand out more than them being, like, oh, they've got really good ideas. That's what I'm
1: saying, so they've made it into a thing, so, like, this woman was so intelligent, she had new ideas that no one has thought of, and almost, like, they're now worshipping her because she's created something so brilliant. What do they do, like, with God? They make God massive, so they've made her a giant, she isn't physically a giant, but because of the things he, uh, and the other ones where it's male giants, mm. so he could have a really good idea. Rather than saying, oh, it was a giant that created it and made the big stones, this person's idea was so grand, that they've been able to create something so magnificent that they've made them, they've made them into something bigger, so they've turned them into a giant, which effectively then over time they worship them like a god.
0: I prefer it that they actually oh, are giants. giants.
1: <laughs> Okay, well, you go with your idea. Okay. And I'm going to go with this one as no, an like, alternative interpretation. I get
0: it. But I also think the physicality of this well, we person can't prove being there wasn't completely different. Yeah. That they're like, this person's a giant. Oh, their ideas are amazing as well as... Yeah. It them. could be both. She could yeah. have been really tall
1: as well. It could have been yeah. both physical and the thing. But I do understand the theory, like Graham's theory behind the whole thing of she. this person could have just been so out there with their ideas that it's nothing that's ever been seen before and it's worked it's helped at the time so oh my goodness this person's amazing we must put them on a pedestal if you like
0: so therefore they are bigger than yeah Yeah. Um, yeah. it's
1: it's how you want to look at it but then again we don't understand a lot of things from in history so is it just another interpretation i don't like it okay i want giants to be real (laughs) (laughs) okay giants can be real yeah okay okay so obviously Then when Graham goes on with this, he believes that they got the timeline of Malta wrong, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, he believes that Malta was inhabited long before and therefore Malta isn't an island. It was, in fact, inhabited a lot longer before that. So they need to change it, basically, is what he's saying. So if you want to go back to pre-ice the last ice age the climate in europe was much harsher and so animals would have lived in warmer climates with more food and areas close. um and those areas would have been similar to malta at the time so they would have um migrated south okay so obviously if the animals are doing that and we've got people about i should think the people might maybe do the same Mm. so he's proposing that they did As this time was getting quite harsh in Europe, they moved further south to areas like Malta and built civilizations there. Obviously, this being a more advanced civilization than what we currently know there to be. We then have the Ice Age and it becomes an island. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, in terms of him going back to then changing the Malta timeline, that would also mean that people lived in Malta far earlier than what current historians are suggesting. Okay. Okay. So, the next place they visit in Malta... Is Gardo Lam? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Gardo Lam. This is a cave in the southeastern coast of Malta, and this cave has been sort of described as a little bit of a time machine in terms of Malta's history Ooh. because it's quite well preserved. The bits in time so effectively allows you to dive well, like back in. They call it a time machine because you can delve back into time and see lots of fossilized bits okay. from. There's a lot of cultural layers to it, and this is what I mentioned earlier. Now, this cave specifically, it looks... There's lots of cultural layers, like there's a bit that they've dug out so you can physically see them, and there's a series of floods afterwards after the Ice Age, so not as severe as the Ice Age, but it's left, obviously, little markers in the stone, if you like, and obviously there's lots of different types of fossils and obviously fossilised animal bones, so it's effectively... Provided a little graph, if you like, of what was around at the time.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: So the top layer is obviously the cultural layer, which is up to 8,000 years ago. Then there's the plasticine sheet sheet. And then underneath that is what would have been the ice age. Mm. So the plasticine sheet is almost like a buildup of things. You know, after, like, a disaster, like, if things silts up and, like, joins together. You know when you get a bit of flooding and then you get all this horrible silty stuff afterwards? That's effectively, like, your plasticine sheet. So it's, like, the gathering of the disaster after the disaster. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So, obviously, we're going back in time. So then you've got the ice age. And this is not... Classes a cultural layer because the same things got destroyed rather than surviving in the time, even though there would have been things alive at the time. Okay. So, people, the archaeologists don't believe that in this area people lived below the Ice Age one because there's no evidence of human bones. Okay. Okay. And then obviously anything below that layer is at least 11,600 years old. So before the end of the last ice age. Okay. So however, in 1917, some Maltese, and I have to remind them because it makes me think of Maltesers. um, They are called people, yes, yes. (laughs) Maltese people, yes. (laughs) So some Maltese excavators, I nearly said Malteser, bloody hell, pulled two teeth from this lower layer. Mm. So the one where there shouldn't have been an They were, of course, fossilised and determined to be... Oh, my God, why can I not say any words now? Neanderthal teeth. Okay. And this is where it gets a bit interesting. Mm. Advances in technology meant that in 1952, tests were carried out on these teeth to try and date them. The results were never officially published and officials played down the authenticity of the teeth.
0: You know why? Because they're alien (laughs) (laughs) teeth.
1: As part of the documentary, a private doctor retests the teeth and confirms to Graham that the teeth were Neanderthal, meaning that people were about long before the Ice Age. Mm. Okay, so depending on how you want to look at the thing from 1952, was it hushed up to cover the fact that this meant that they need to change the current timeline of human civilization i don't think it would be that was it just lost for a bit
0: it might have been lost maybe it like just was lost, yeah maybe maybe it's just like someone was just like tested it didn't really realize the significance of it mm-hmm. and then they're just like oh. yeah i don't think it's cover or up because like science gets proven all the time so now we have to like call it this instead of that yeah it's and fine I think
1: that's with this but I th- it's hard isn't it because i don't think necessarily that they don't want to do it but I think there's a lot of the thing of it's going to have to change so much they're going to have to relook at everything and I think some people are a bit put off by that because it's a massive undertaking it's really like so we know, more to discover yeah there is more to discover but I think there's also some people like god that's a lot of paperwork to fill out so we'll just pretend this isn't a thing and mm. then we're, you can't almost just... like we've learned so much now but also too much that if then we discover something new and we've got to change it all we're like fuck's sake that's a, it's a lot of effort I don't
0: think it's that I think it's just generally that they're just not realizing certain elements could change the course of history yeah
1: and I also think there's a lot of things that different departments in terms of like different in terms of like scientists with historians and archaeologists and geologists like they don't want to all necessarily work together so it's a bit of a battle over who believes what, and someone's like, No, I don't believe in what you think because you're airy fairy. And everyone's like, No, but I found this. And like, Yeah, no, we don't care because we don't believe in your thing. Yeah, I think there's a little bit there of that. is a
0: little bit of that as well. Yeah,
1: so next in Malta, they move to a temple called Mahydra, 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 my water. <laughs> it's because it's a J, but I'm sure it's a H. Okay, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mahydra. It's believed it was built and used to observe the rising of the sun and positions of the stars. Mm. Which means whoever built it had a good understanding of the cosmos. Obviously, if you want to go back to what... Um, <laughs> well, I don't believe in the alien thing, but if that's what you want to go with...
0: No, I don't, I'm just saying. Um, I'm telling you, a lot of crossover with ancient aliens.
1: Obviously, if you want not, to go...
0: It's not, I'm just it's saying.
1: Not. I don't like stupid aliens. And then...
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, because like, people are like, oh, well, they didn't have the technology but it's there they
1: did it themselves yeah, they don't have don't outside well, help more yes exactly
0: that's my point
1: <laughs> okay so interestingly none of malta's other temples line up perfectly with either equinoxes or solstices mm. and none of the temples face the same direction so is it just random or do they serve another purpose so graham meets up with an astrologist and they discuss something called precession now i don't know if you've ever heard of that mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with you haven't and maybe a lot of the listeners haven't so i'm going to briefly explain. okay that. yeah yeah. okay now for anyone that doesn't know what precession is in terms of astrology is basically the movement of the axis on which the earth spins but over time there's a slight movement in this mm. accent so a bit, bit it like won't always yeah it won't yep.
0: always match up with this
1: night yeah. sky yeah So it causes it to change, which can slightly alter things like uh, equinoxes and Mm. solstices. So every now and then they're slightly out of sync. Each procession cycle lasts approximately 26,000 years and alters at at degree angles roughly over every 72 years. So this means the positions of the stars alter. Yeah. Now, bearing that in mind, historians currently believe that the temples were built around 5,000... 600 to 4,500 years ago however based on precession mm. um, and this what they would have known about stars if they wanted to catch up with a certain star, the placements of the temples and in the time period don't add up based on what the historians are saying. However if you go with what this astrologer that Graham speaks to and they put into the computer obviously the idea of precession they track it back so many thousand years if you base this off precession rather than what the historians believe, these temples were built with procession in mind and would explain the differences in placements and facings of the temples. Because based on the um procession, basically in each of these temples there's holes that almost go all the way through and yes, they cast certain yeah. sunlights. If you go along with the procession, they perfectly match up. However, when you of course I think you know what I'm gonna say, when you look at the times, some of these were pre ice age. Okay. So that then feeds into Graham's idea of they were built before the end of the Ice this, Age.
0: All of the temples or just that not, one?
1: So a number of them, okay. not all of them. Okay. But typically the ones that were the pre-Ice Age ones are the much older ones. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that if you want to believe that they did it based on that, not only was it built pre-Ice Age which supports his idea of there being a more advanced civilization, but also you've got to be pretty intellectual to understand the following of the stars. Which yes. also aids his theory of there being a more advanced civilization pre Ice Age.
0: Which goes back to the ancient alien theory again, mm-hmm. which is like people were intelligent. Yeah. It's not
1: so outside there it's here, yeah, so I, at this point, I'm listening to what he's saying, I think it is quite plausible in what it yeah. is, and this is why I'm at this point I was struggling to I was like, well, why were not the historians just investigate it? But again, I know there was a lot of things between when the historians, they didn't agree with the astrologers because mm. some of them saw him a bit airy fairy, so it's a case of it's a clash of sciences,, yeah. yeah. It would also explain, interestingly, because we, before we mentioned why the temples were all so close together, there's a large number of the area. It would explain why they're in such a small area because it's like they're tracking a specific star. So that area has become an area that this particular architect is trying to track something in particular. So again, I think that's quite plausible. Mm-hmm. And they believe, based on procession, the star they were trying to chase is one called C- Sirius and that has links with the culture of antiquity, ancient, ancient Egypt and the flooding of the Nile. Now the flooding also, if you want to go back to the Ice Age, what happened was it was a big flood. So it also, this this uh, star series also um, I think represents a lot of to do with a new start. Yeah. So if you want to go back to the whole Ice Age thing, it's we have a big flood and then we get a fresh start. Could we say that's linked?
0: I think as as well. I think Sirius is part of like a constellation that looks like a snake if we want to go back to that theory. Hold on, let me just check. Which it would link to the um Oh no, sorry. It does it's not the snake one.
1: I think it's the dog one. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's dog the dog star. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so it also has links to the goddess Isis. Mm -hmm. Now, to link things further, throughout history, Maltese fishing boats were decorated with the symbol from Greek mythology, the Eye of Horus. Mm -hmm. That then means that obviously, Malta has connections with ancient Greece. But the Greek mythology? Yes. Oh, yeah, which means Malta now has a connection with ancient Greece, which Mm -hmm. means there must have been some people around at the same time to link the two. Or at least some have survived from one area and moved to another. Yeah. Okay, so Because Malta supports- is
0: kind of... It's, it's obviously closer to Italy than it is Egypt, mm-hmm. but you could travel to Egypt from Malta. It so just take some time. So proposing
1: that they would have obviously started out in ancient Greece, maybe like some oh, the Greece. temples. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I can see that, yeah.
1: They've started doing that. Obviously, we've had a bit of an age. Obviously, you're moving about, you're trying to, I don't know, escape the flood. You move to areas and continue your work, those survivors. Yeah. This would support that theory. Or... If you want to look at it another way, they also built, they traveled mm. when this was land. Yeah. And they started building these temples before the floods, and it just was a matter of look of which ones survived and which ones didn't. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Um, so that, I think, gives more credit then to yeah. what Graham was saying about the ancient civilizations. So obviously, if you want to go back to that ancient myth, um, and Egypt's greatest myth is that of the parents of Horus, which is a right. Oh, I can't say his name. It's like Oz.
0: Oh, like Osiris.
1: That's the one, Osiris. Okay. Osiris. And Isis, which if you go back, link that back to the Italian... Uh, sorry, the Maltese mm. fishing boats, yep. they had the little symbol on. So it links everything in. Yeah. Everything links in quite nicely. It could be a coincidence, but I feel like it's a little bit more than a coincidence. Yes.
0: I just spotted a... Uh a town in Malta that begins with Z so I'm wondering if you have to pronounce
1: that or not oh I hope not okay so several temples were dedicated to the to her in Alexandria where she was seen as a patron of seafarers and other temples were built on the Nile Delta um, which also um, were dedicated to her so again more connections even though some of these are a bit later on in time Mm. it's a continuation of more links Yeah. so There's lots of links to both astrology and the Great Flood, which if you want to go back to the Ice Age, it depends on which Great Flood they're referring to.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, like, the Bible's on about a Great Flood.
1: I will bring that in in another episode. Because I think a lot of these, when you look at the other religions, it basically just sounds like another version of Noah and the Ark. Yeah. Is effectively what it sounds like today. Which makes me think, like, not that it's just like it's not just something that someone made up it was a significant event that everyone remembers yeah and they've just interpreted it differently different which to me is what religion is yes is it's all stemmed from the same thing, thing. it's just different versions yeah um so see things are starting to piece together quite nicely now however obviously it seems between the historians archaeologists geologists and astronomers astronomers they don't want to collect their findings together and agree on anything they're all just not talking to each other. So is that why it hasn't been investigated or is it because there's more to it and Graham's left it out? I don't know. I don't know. Possibly a bit of both. Mm. Okay. So then the next episode takes us to the Ben Bami- Benini... Bami- <laughs> fucking hell. Benini Road.
0: Benini Road? Benini Road. I've never it's heard of It's not a that. road. Okay, I've never okay. heard of that.
1: Which is an underwater megalith discovered um. in the 1900s but few scholars have actually deeply investigated it. Obviously, there's a bit of a theme here. Okay,
0: <laughs> they're like, oh, that's gonna be a faff. Just leave yeah, it. yeah, we'll
1: just leave it. Um There was it first, and when it started, it, I was like, no, he's lost it for me now. They were gonna say aliens. it was a lost road to Atlantis. Yeah, see. Yeah, it's always Atlantis.
0: Like, it's always aliens, and it's always something else. And it's like, no. Yeah, and when you said that, and I was like, oh, no. no, I don't like yeah. it.
1: But it's more, he does mention this later, but more based on something that someone else has said, so it's not necessarily what he believes. And to be fair, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, but not being the road to Atlantis. Okay. Um, So it sits 18 feet below the surface of the water, so not that deep below it, but obviously a little way. And if you follow the stones, they follow the same 90-degree angles, which obviously don't tend to be naturally occurring. Sorry, I
0: just remembered something. On the argument that Atlantis was real from I can't remember what it was I think it was a a podcast or a tv show I can't remember they're saying Atlantis was real that it sunk and therefore that's why they they're like oh it's the lost civilization this is where it comes back to that they they were all these like smart ones that that's what was lost but I don't think they said it was before the ice age
1: yeah and this is why he briefly mentions the road to Atlantis he's saying that rather than it being how they describe Mm. it it was an actual lost civilization, yeah. and just because it maybe someone found it, and when they wrote about Atlantis, they based it off this. Yeah, so they're like, job. "Oh, it's underneath the water. Yeah. That's where
0: they live." It's like, "No."
1: Yeah, so, so it's it, a bit that of a
0: makes that's plausible. That makes yeah. sense. That I could go on board with that Atlantis was real. Yeah, and I think they they built things in like a circle way, and that helps them with how they lived it's just unfortunate i think there was like a massive earthquake and that's why it sunk and that's why that's happened But i cannot for the life of me remember what that was though so i can't recommend it it. we'll add it to the show notes okay
1: okay so obviously these stones and if you want to call it a path or a road it at some points obviously changed slightly and these some of these stones follow a 90 degree angle which obviously are not naturally naturally occurring. occurring no um So they consist of rows of stones that run parallel. Again, Mm, not not typically naturally forming. No. Um, You can as a freak thing, but not for that length of... Time. Yeah, or distance. They are straight-edged and seem more man-made than natural, Mm -hmm. obviously. They simply look like they just lay on the sea floor. However when Graham did some investigating and sent some more people underneath, they are actually propped up with smaller stones underneath them. Now, when I say small stones, I don't mean tiny little things. They are still massive in comparison, but in comparison to the top ones, they're much smaller. So they're like little prop ones. So it's like you've, I don't know, maybe placed out like little stones underneath and then you've laid the big ones across the top. A bit like a bridge,
0: if that makes sense,
1: but all out of stone. So, obviously, that again... All seems a little bit too organized to be Mm. natural. Also, I I don't get how you put the how the little stone would naturally stay under the big stone without moving over time. Look, I feel like it'd have to fall into a crack and then get wedged. It's like almost like these stones are when they go properly underneath and start on earth in some of the seabed that's built up in the sand.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like they're perfectly placed and they all seem to be in the same place with each stone. It's a bit too much of a.
0: Coincidence?
1: Yeah. Okay. If they're all in random places, or you know where there's a bit of a hole in the top stone and it's like it's rutted and just got stuck. Fair enough. But mm. it looks a bit more than that. Okay. It looks a bit more symmetrical, if you like. Okay. Okay, so yeah, obviously all of this seems a bit too symmetrical and a bit too organised to be naturally occurring. hmm So it also suggests that to be able to achieve that, it's got to be created when it isn't underwater. I suggest it would be easier to move the sides of yes. the stones when it's not underwater just a bit mm. but that piece that particular area has been underwater for thousands of years okay so that means it would have had to be created a lot earlier than what they're currently suggesting and graham even though he didn't have anything to say it was exactly right he couldn't they didn't do i don't think a specific carbon dating he's thrown out there if they don't actually if it's earlier than what they think they don't actually know when it is and therefore it could have been pre-Ice Age. Okay. So he's not saying it is, but it could have been. Could have been. Okay. So then not too far away from that is there's um, like a swamp area and there's mounds within the swamps and they depict shapes of animals, which made me think of the Nazca lines. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at those one, there's one in particular which was a shark, but it was a very simple outline and it's very similar done in a very similar way to how the Nazca lions were, but this, rather than it being, like, stone cut away in the landscape, this was mounds of earth been in. They've, and they obviously resemble different shapes and different animals, which would symbolise something. However, they have never been looked at. No one's ever done anything with them. Okay. So you can see them, no one's ever investigated them. So, like, not with, like, the Nazca lions, they know that it was come from the stone. This, they don't know whether it's... Been mounds of earth that's been added to that area, like brought to the area made into the shapes, or if something's been cut out to make the shapes, we don't know because it's never been looked at. Okay, so if you want to go back to earlier, yeah, it you could say are some of these symbols linked with much earlier civilizations, and Mm. therefore could it predate? We don't know because no one looked at it. Basically, just
0: assume yes that it's Mm -hmm. predate whatever because no one's bothered. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, I think it would be interesting to see if there is any correlation, but obviously that requires someone to go and have a look for me, because I don't think I can quite manage it by myself. It's a bit of an undertaking. Yeah. Now, there have been theories thrown out there about links with the Bermini Road and the destruction of Atlantis, which obviously we mentioned, which happened in six, nine hundred six 9600 BC. Why can't I say numbers anymore? Oh, well, I can't say numbers <laughs> anyway. Which is a time in which the sea levels would have risen dramatically at the end of the last ice age. Mm. However, I'm not convinced on this whole Atlantis thing. I more agree with what Graham put forward that rather than it being the road to Atlantis, it was at one point more mainland, they've created it. It's now someone's hopped on like they've seen this mm. uh, this road like well, what they're saying is the road to Atlantis and they've written a story around it much later on.
0: I Boom. think that's
1: I think it's more plausible. Like I said, with this in the Instagram posts and stuff, I'll try and add more photos to it if I can. Yeah. Um, Because there's quite a lot of structures in this.
0: Yeah, I just want to look at, oh, what you're on about, let's have a look, images. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you yeah.
1: mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like over a vast area as well. But if you want to go back to the end of the last ice before the end of the last ice age, it would have been above ground. It wouldn't have been in the water. Yeah. So it would have been easier to construct. Yeah. There might have been water nearby, which might suggest, you know, like shallower water, which might suggest why they've built these bridge-like structures. You know, maybe to connect one part to another part. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, not a lake necessarily, but there might have been some shallower running water and they wanted to connect one part to another. So... That would, in theory, back up the idea of a more ancient civilization in the sense that they're thought thought to build a bridge to connect the two parts.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because um, they didn't mention that in the thing, but if you want to look at it like that, I think it would be a it's a plausible theory. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll leave it here for this episode. Okay. And then we'll travel to the next one because in the next episode they then travel over to Turkey so I think I'll have to do a bit of a recap at the beginning of the next episode and then we'll get into it so hopefully you've enjoyed this so far and it's I'm I'm just
0: distracted looking at pictures what is this strange you keep talking sorry keep talking
1: (laughs) Um, yeah so hopefully this has captured you so far and it's about to get a bit more juicy shall we say like there's more added to it that I think really supports his ideas as to Mm. what it is so I suggest you come back for part two if i've not bored you to death with part one so uh yeah i guess that's it for, for now uh i'll be back next week with the second part of it yeah so yeah in the meantime
0: uh keep creeping
1: and we'll keep digging